talk about journaling, which I find to be, oddly, a very polarizing topic that I didn't actually realize was so polarizing. So today, we have Kristen Smith here to talk about that. I'm Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian, host of the Badass Women's Council podcast, and I'm super glad that you're here. Well, Welcome. thanks. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So journaling, polarizing, odd. Um, and I can't wait to unpack because you were kind of middle of the fencer about journaling. And it was a part of a much bigger year of living intentionally. So tell us a little bit about the year that you created for yourself and why. Sure, sure. So um, yeah, and I will just agree, Rebecca, um, journaling I, I find it to be true with my friends. They either love it or hate it. And I'll be honest, I hated it. And I knew it was good for me, but I didn't like it. And I tried multiple times to do it. And I just was like, ah, I, th- this isn't for me, right? Um, but yeah, how I ended up journaling um, this year was uh, in the year 2022, I turned 50. And so... Um, you know, 2020, 2021 were kind of some challenging years. You know, we all know about the pandemic and things were crazy. Um, for me with work, um, I was super busy, which I loved, but I was also tired because um, I've been working a lot. And um, I also uh, had some health stuff going on in 2020 and 2021 and had a couple ear surgeries. So I had that going on. So there was just a lot that had gone on those two years. And as I was thinking about, gosh, we're going to hit 2022 and I'm turning 50. Things look a little different than what I thought my life would look like when I turned 50. And as I was thinking about it over the holidays uh, in 2021, I was like, I'm a little bummed. And I thought, you know what? I I need to change this. I don't want to be bummed. I don't want to you know, turn into this next decade feeling sad because there's so much good in my life if I'm willing to let myself see it. Um, and so I started thinking, what what could I do to have a more positive focus? And the first idea that came to me was, what if I just started doing yoga? Because that would be a positive thing to celebrate turning 50. They always say that as you get older, you need to make sure you're flexible. So you know, okay, I'll do yoga, right? Well, then as I started to think about doing yoga, I thought, you know, I've been trying to be better about letting people into my world and inviting them into my world. Um, As an introvert, I'm not great about that. And so I thought, okay, what if I put this on Facebook? Uh, That sounds scary. That's big for you. I put stuff on Facebook every 20 minutes, but for you, that's huge. No, not a lot, not a lot. And so then I thought, Okay, I could yoga, but then what? Maybe I want to do some other fun stuff too. And so, what ended up happening was just in my head, it became let's pick something every month that is a positive thing, whatever it is. And as a recovering perfectionist, I intentionally did not put any parameters on it. Whatever the thing was going to be, I was going to do it. And I wasn't going to say I had to do it so many times or whatever. Just let it flow, let it come, right? 
And so to your point, um, I chose one month to focus on journaling because I knew I didn't like it. And I also knew that there was value in it. And I thought, okay, instead of seeing journaling as the enemy, how about we see it as a helpful tool, right? Um, And so that's kind of how I stepped into it. I love this so much. I'm literally scribbling notes so quick of things that I want to dive into. (laughs) A little context. It's not surprising to me that you took this approach on turning 50 because you are a talent and development professional. You've been in this Uh space for many, many years. You are an expert in your field of talent and development, largely pointed at organizing teams and leaders to organizational success. So it's what you do naturally Mm -hmm. for everyone else. This was an opportunity for you to say, ooh, I could probably use a little of this too. And I think that's that's an important thing because as a coach, and I also have been in the leadership development space for many, many years, there is sometimes this phenomenon of, you know, the cobbler's kids have no shoes and we're so busy just serving everyone else that we don't turn and allow us to reflect on ourselves. So first, let me applaud. I mean, you're modeling the tagline of this podcast is reflection and connection for high achieving women. That That's what you, you did. You went to reflection and connection to yourself and to others. And so that in and of itself, I'm a huge fan of. But one thing that I want to highlight that you said is you acknowledged that you wanted to steer away from your tendency of perfection and let it just uh-huh. flow. And the third key uh-huh. of my book, three uh, write your own story, the three keys, the third one is rhythm. And the tagline is uh-huh. literally flow, not force. And uh-huh. so I love this beautifully structured yet still organic Uh way that you framed this out to give yourself that opportunity to just let it flow. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Did it feel? Yeah. So (laughs) like you hoped it would. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it, um, I didn't know what to expect because I knew I had tried journaling before and it just, it's like, I couldn't, I couldn't make it work, you know? And so I thought, okay, don't think about the past. Don't think about what's worked, what hasn't, right? And so when I started journaling, you know, I got myself a new little journal. And, you know, I went to... It's the best (laughs) part, right? I got one that I love the cover and it makes me happy. Um, and, And, you know, I got in the place that I feel safe in my house and comfortable in my house be able to look outside and see nature and all these things. So I'm, you know, I'm in my happy place. Um, And what was funny was, you know, I have the month to do this, right? Now I've done it since then, but I thought, okay, let's just start writing, right? So I, you know, in my new little book, I'm writing and I'm writing very neatly and I'm writing some thoughts that had been frustrating for me. So let's use this as a way to process whatever, you know. Um, and I kind of did it and was like, huh, okay, that's nice. And then I thought, okay, let's, let's do it again. So a couple of days later, I thought, okay, let's do it again. I had something on my mind that I needed to process. Okay, I'll do it. And so I was doing it again and I got done and I realized I'm holding back. 
I'm not getting real in my own mind with what's going on. I mean, what I was putting down was true, but I wasn't really getting to the heart of myself to process what was really going on in my mind and in my heart. And so then uh, I think it was about 10 days in or so, um, I just had something really frustrating happen. And I picked up that journal and picked (laughs) up that pen and I was mad and I just started writing. And I was like, oh, okay, this is a very different experience. The handwriting was not neat. Um, I was not looking out the window, looking at the happy birds and the the pretty trees. I was focused on, I got to get this out and I've got to process this thing because I don't want to stay in this place and I want to get to the other side of this free of the, the angst that I was feeling. Right. And it was so funny, Rebecca, after that time where I just got frustrated and real and just started letting it rip, so to speak, after that, it changed because I wasn't worried about, is my handwriting neat? Does it look pretty on the paper? You know, it was about let's get real and let's focus. I think that was a big um, hesitancy that I had about journaling. I was afraid of the feelings and I didn't know this, right? Until all this started happening in this month. I think I was actually afraid that my feelings were going to be too big and then I wouldn't be able to handle all that came out. Mm-hmm. And I thought, why am I afraid of my own feelings? That I don't need to be afraid of my feelings, right? Um, so as I started doing this more freely and it flowed, I found that journaling actually helped me focus. So this fear that it would be too big and too broad and too much, being open to my own feelings actually allowed me to focus and then be able to process and write and, you know, get the value out of journaling that I didn't know was there. We underestimate the power of those unexpressed feelings in a variety of ways in our lives, right? So whether we've been mm-hmm. taught to just be a good girl or, you know, don't disrupt or whatever, mm-hmm. or we're just, like you said, afraid of what happens if the bigness of it comes out, mm-hmm. we underestimate there's the feelings are still in our bodies and in our minds. Yeah. They're still there disrupting our ability to focus or disrupting our physical bodies or manifesting into like right now I'm dealing with a clogged tear duct, which when I look up in my little mind body book says there's something in my life I don't want to see. Like our bodies and our minds are so connected. And what you experienced was, wow, once I got the big angry feelings out and stopped worrying about being perfect and pretty, Uh it cleared the space Uh so I could focus. Exactly. (laughs) Amen, sister. And I... I have clients, I do an experience called Rise and Thrive where I'm with a small group of women for seven months and I give them these beautiful workbooks and journals to start with. And the number of times that someone is afraid to write in them because they're too pretty. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's that's a part of it too. It's like, I don't, I don't want any of my messiness 
to Mm -hmm. mess up the beautiful stuff around us. And if we don't deal with our messiness, it doesn't turn out nearly as well as we think it's going to. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yep. So I love the courage that you had in it. And the other thing that you said, I think is really important is you went into journaling, realizing that because you had seen it previously as hard or not helpful or whatever, you went into it this time and said, okay, I know it's about how I see it, right? Because what you believe it to be is what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So if it was going to be awful and hard, if that was your belief. That's right. And so you went into it with a different mindset and a different belief, which allowed mm-hmm. you to have a different experience. Yes. Yes, indeed. And I would say with that, Rebecca, um, probably in the last year, I've thought a lot about transformation. And I have been fortunate to experience transformation in my own life at different times. And, you know, you talked about my day job is in talent development and helping leaders and teams transform, right? Right. Um, And so often we can think transformation comes from something big, but so often transformation comes from, in my opinion, showing up, doing the work and letting the work create the transformation over time, you know? And so when I was thinking about the year of 50 and, you know, what are the things I'm going to do, these new things? Um, or focusing on something like with this that I tried before and it just wasn't a positive thing, I realized that I needed to see it as a gift to be able to do it. And when I chose to see it as something positive, I think to your point, it created space to become exactly that, you know? So being willing to do the work and being willing to face something that maybe I didn't want to face that, oh, I don't really want to face my feelings. And if you would have asked me before this year, was I afraid of facing my feelings? I would say, no, not at all. Um, but it's this growth in yourself when you realize, yeah, I was afraid of some of these bigger emotions and I don't need to be afraid of them. And there are ways to process them in healthy ways. And, you know, no emotion is bad. It's what you do with the emotion that can be bad, right? And so, um, yeah, I mean, I think recognizing, kind of taking that transformation that I try to help others create and saying, what do I need to do in my own heart and in my own life? And how can 50 be a launching point into this next decade? You know, so that when I get to, oh my goodness, the decade that follows 50, you know, can I say that I've transformed in some way, shape or form? And I, I hope the answer will be yes. And again, the transformation over time is that flow, not force. And sometimes, especially with journaling, you said it wasn't like me staring out with the landscape and the birds. We, we, we wanted to be this peaceful existence is, is what mm-hmm. we are seeking. But like, I just gave this an, a metaphor to a client this morning who was who was struggling a bit with this idea of the ugliness of of transformation and self-awareness and mm-hmm. getting into your own thoughts and I said, "You know, 
When I think of flow, not force, I think of a stream or a river or something that is flowing, but Mm -hmm. sometimes it's still and beautiful and calm with the little leaf flowing through it. And sometimes it's been a hard rain and it's raging and it's Mm -hmm. cutting the, the ground further out because it's raging so hard. And we have to rage sometimes mm-hmm. in our flow as well and That's right. allow that space for all the emotions to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, as women, there's, you know, so many thoughts and things that have been written about what's expected of us from an emotional perspective. Mm-hmm. And I'm a huge fan. If, if you need to anger and rage and, and get it out, do it. But I've had to give myself that permission mm-hmm. because it's nobody knocks on my door and says, Hey, you want to be pissed today? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's so true. And so, so true. we got to go inside. And I, and honestly, I, it, it, for to some people, this is going to sound crazy, but it's my podcast. So I can say whatever I want. Um, this blockage in my eye right now, I think is because I also have some emotions and some anger and some maybe even roots of bitterness that I need to dig out because I never want roots of bitterness to take Mm -hmm. over my life. But I think this side of, of what I'm feeling about my eye, something I don't want to see. I think I have some emotions in there and I plan to spend the weekend allowing, if I need to go on one of my rage runs, which is one of the ways that I do it, where, um, I just go to a place out somewhere and I scream out and cry and rage all of the things Mm -hmm. that I'm, people that I'm angry with, things that I'm angry about. Mm -hmm. And I just spit and cry (laughs) and nose running and just let it out. Um, we yep. need that in our lives. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, Rebecca. And I think, I think you're right. I think, you know, we're taught society, family, whatever, that certain emotions are good and certain ones are bad. And I wish I could change that for people. I wish they could understand the emotion isn't what's bad. The emotion is acknowledging what's happening for yourself. And what I found was until I was able to, you know, in this journaling process, be able to really um, look at and acknowledge and say, this is what I feel right now and not judge myself because of these things that I've been told over my life of, you know, however it comes, right? That, well, these are the good emotions. These are the bad. There's a freedom in being able to say, this is what I feel right now. This doesn't me, right? I can, I can work through that emotion. I don't have to stay stuck, but it's almost like until you can acknowledge it to yourself, that this is where you are and what you're feeling you can't really do anything with it. And it stays stuck in you. And it has a way of flowing out into everything else. And you don't even know it. Physically manifesting in ways in your body. Some, I believe in in the studies that show it actually causes illness and Mm -hmm. inflammation and disease and unprocessed emotions are not good for your body. There's a, a, a wildly popular book called The Body Keeps the Score. I can't remember the author off the top of my head, but it's it's that concept. Mm-hmm. And 
one of my business partners, Eliza Kingsford, who's on the show often, she uh, talks about there's the state of things, like what Mm -hmm. is, Mm -hmm. and then there's the story we attach to the state of things. And Mm -hmm. and you, you just articulated that all emotions are a part of the human experience. We are personal, emotional, and social. We're supposed to have all those range of emotions, but the story we attach to various emotions, like I shouldn't be upset or the story we've attached to what we've said are negative or what we've said are positive. Mm -hmm. That's the story we've told ourselves. Um, Right. And so letting your, you, what you did for yourself is say, the state is I'm turning 50. Uh I I would like for this to be a year of intentional transformation so I can guide this thing with Uh flow, not force. But the story you attached to it was a beautiful um, permission to myself granted and the freedom to explore some of these various things. And I think that's a beautiful way to look at transformation versus either waiting for it to come from the outside. I'm going to wait uh-huh. for somebody to promote me or tell me who I am, if I'm good or bad or what, uh-huh. um, or to just wait for some event happenstance and then look back and say, oh, like that was my pneumonia experience that I wrote about in the book because I had two months of pneumonia that became my transformation. But I didn't I didn't call God and say, hey, I'd, I'd like to have some pneumonia for two months because I'm on need me some transformation. Your approach, yeah. I think, is far greater <laughs> and beautiful to say, I'm ready some transformation. I'm feeling uncomfortable in some way with my life. And so Mm -hmm. I'm going to give that discomfort, whatever that felt like a means and an avenue to, to play out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I think, um, you know, for anybody that might be listening to this, if you're a recovering perfectionist, like I like to call myself, um, there really is a joy that I am finding this year in not knowing the outcome. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for, you know, when you're, when you're in a day job where you have to know outcomes, you have to measure results, you have to do all the things. um, It's incredibly liberating to not know the outcome Mm -hmm. and to let yourself step into a space of exploration, right? And then see where it goes. And you were talking about that flow of the river or the water or whatever. I, I feel like I'm literally on this river of turning 50 and I'm, I'm hanging out in my, in my canoe or whatever. And I'm just seeing where it's going this year. And there have just been some really interesting, fun experiences. But there have also been some quiet ahas that I'm coming to really appreciate, you know, here we are almost done with the, with the year. And I'm going to be sad when the year of 50 is over because all these fun things of, I'm going to take this, this month or whatever. Um, I'll be sad to, to see that formal process in. Um, but it truly has been a gift and one that I'm glad I got outside my comfort zone to not only do it, but to have the courage to share it with people on Facebook every month, I share yeah, it. And I'm like, do. what am yeah. I going to share with people this month? And it's so funny. Every month, I literally don't know until the day before or the day of whatever the thing is going to be. 
And that, as again, as a recovering perfectionist, has been a lot of what's fun about it mm-hmm. is that I just let it come and whatever's meant to 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 be that thing is going to be great because I'm deciding before I even step into it that it's going to be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That it's going to be great, whether it shows up as anger and frustration or joy and peace, <laughs> right? That's right. All of That's those right. are allowed. And I, I love that you're sharing it one, because it puts you out of your comfort zone a little bit, but also mm-hmm. our stories matter. And when we stand tall in our story, we give others the mm-hmm. courage and the inspiration to do it too. So I'm fully confident that there are many people, whether they've commented on their Facebook posts or not, that are being inspired and being more contemplative about their own lives because you've been courageous enough to share it about yours. Uh, I hope that's true. I really do. And, you know, I think some of that, uh, Rebecca comes from my day job because I always try to model the way. So if I'm asking other people to do it, I need to be willing to do it. Um, but truly, I mean, I think there's something to be said for having the courage to step out, but to do it, um, how do I say it in front of people? Mm -hmm. So they see the risk you're taking, they see the choice you're making And you just never know the impact that has, right? Now, I have had some people reach out to me and send me a little note and say something. And that that's great to hear. You know, I mean, that's not why I'm doing it, but it's great to hear. Um, but yeah, you're right. We just don't know how when we choose to step out ourselves, what that can do for those around us. It's the exact format that I designed the Rise and Thrive experience to in the seven months on International Women's Day at a huge event where these seven women take the stage in a seven-minute TED-like talk to share their story. And it's their human story. And some of them are angry and some of them are joyful or tearful. And Mm -hmm. it's exactly for that reason is Mm -hmm. you, every single year, we're going into our fourth fourth year, March 8th um, is our big event. Every year, people come up to those women afterwards or message them on on social media afterwards and say, you have no idea how much I needed to hear that. Mm -hmm. And it could be a story about something what they thought was entirely random. Right. But the message of it, because it's a human story that you were courageous enough to share, touched somebody in some way. And I think commerce, work has the ability to do that if we let it. And so these conversations I think are important that go out to these career women that are listening to say that your work and your life are not separate things um, Mm -hmm. at all. We are one person in a lived experience and sometimes we go to work and sometimes we're at home, but how we process our emotions and our stories matter. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I have to ask this question because one of the things that always comes up, I'm very organic in my Mm -hmm. way I move through life, but not everybody is. So there are people listening right now that are, are, are literally with their notebook going, when is she going to tell us how to do it? (laughs) 
<laughs> and so you did say, you know, first I got this pretty journal and it spoke to yeah, me yeah. And, it, it, and I, I just, what I heard you say is one, just start. Yes. Anything worth doing is worth starting poorly, right? Yes. So just start. Yep. Uh, and what else would you say as a how-to for, for people that are like, okay, Kristen, I'll give this journaling thing a go. <laughs> what else would you tell them as tips? Yeah, I think the first thing I would say is be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself because you're stepping into a space where you're really going to hopefully be very transparent with yourself. And it may not feel good the whole time, right? It certainly has not to me. And even now, there's still challenges with doing it, right? Um, But I think be kind to yourself. I would also say as best you can, try to focus on one thing. You know, don't try to write about 10 things. Um, You know, what's the thing that that maybe you need to process through um, that you feel like you can that day? You know, Um, and uh, what I found is as I got more comfortable doing it, I was able to go deeper with some things that maybe I wasn't ready to journal about, Mm. you know, in the beginning. Right. So I think that's what I would say. And then as you can have the courage to look back on what you write, because hopefully you'll see the growth in yourself. Yeah. And right? some patterns that emerge and just more yes. awareness. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. That's really good. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. So those would be my tips. And get a really cool notebook because I'm telling you it helps. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being here. I love your just the spirit of the way that you move through the world and your life. And um, it's it's been it's been fun. I've enjoyed our little chat. And I know that people are going to get things out of this episode. Oh, well, thanks, Rebecca. I really appreciate the opportunity and I'm happy to share. I'm not coming down. I never left it on the ground. I'm not coming down.